Well done for nearly working out. I, I was gonna, I was, I was ready to go for it, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna work this out. I, it's but I thought about it too late. That was the problem. Sorry. Thirty and a quarter hours early. <laughs> there you go. Which makes up for all the times we've ever been late. I think it does. I think it means we can be late on some future ones as well, and we'll be all good. We'll be in the clear. Yeah, we never actually want to be late. It's just that, you know, sometimes technology hates us. Yeah, technology does get in the way a bit. So, uh, yeah, we're going live today because I am, as it currently stands, still at a wedding tomorrow, which is Thursday, which is when we would normally be doing this. So, as it currently stands, I will not be here tomorrow to do the live recording. So, we thought we'd do a live recording now. Uh, of course, things are always subject to change, but as it currently stands, tomorrow's wedding is still going ahead. You might get a second bite of the cherry and... Uh get uh, two podcasts this week if you're really unlucky you might yeah really unlucky just to just to compound how awful everything in the, is in the world you get to see us twice god could you imagine how bad that would be for everyone horrendous it doesn't doesn't bear thinking about really um so i think we i wrote a blog yesterday about uh the coronavirus and affecting on the wedding business obviously we went over things very ad hoc, kind of not any real forethought because Jack just dropped it on us last week. Um, and things have changed slightly since then. Um, so we're going to just tell you a bit more about what we think you should be doing, what you can be doing to help yourself. Uh, some things that we've been, we've created and done to try and help you guys um, and make the best use of your time. Um, and then any other questions that come up in a few other things as well. So we've actually got a plan. Is sort of, yeah. It's on a third of. So do you want to uh, start with, obviously, if you want to read everything that we're kind of talking about, we're going to essentially be going through the blog post that Chris wrote yesterday and kind of just talking about it a bit more casually and, and sort of expanding on some of those points. You can obviously read all of that on the Wedding Business Coaches website which is weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk and it's um, you will find it in the blog section which you will be able to find on the website. I don't really know why I felt the need to go around that in quite so many circles, but there you go, I did. Um, so the first thing we kind of go on. Post on the very front of the front page. Oh, there you go, that's where it is. Chris knows it better than me because he did it. So um, I think the first thing we want people to understand is obviously that you can't control this. So don't like worry about it i think is the first point which kind of just very briefly wanted to go over here uh obviously you can read about it on the blog but ultimately we can't control this situation there is nothing we can do about what's happening and we can't control the government we can't control uh any lockdowns that could happen we can't control any of it so don't worry about it essentially just control and be be in charge of the things you can control and you are able to sort out which are the things we're going to kind of really be talking about over the next sort of 40 minutes I imagine or so. Yeah I mean the, the, the biggest thing is that you know everyone is in exactly the same boat more or less in terms of you know the situation that's happening and it's your response to the situation that is going to define what happens it's not the situation itself. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the way I like to liken this is and what something that people really can understand is that when people go through like the, something awful as a child, such as the death of a parent or something like that, 
for some people, they let that define their life, let it be the reason they become an alcoholic and everything that then comes after that, and they blame that for everything. And for other people, they allow it to inspire them to become a caregiver or a nurse or something like that. Um, Exactly the same circumstances, completely different outcome, and that's defined by the person's response to that. And, you know, the same thing applies here. Yeah, you can either go, <clears throat> woe is me, I'm going to have to shut my business down um, because I can't, because everyone's cancelling all their weddings around me, so I can't do anything about it. You know, like it's, it's all everyone else's fault. Or you can go, what can I do about this situation to turn it into a positive? How can I use this as an opportunity to grow and expand my business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on, um, we feel it's really important that you have great communication with everyone that's currently booked you and you probably want to be looking at communicating with everyone who's booked you up until probably september across the whole wedding season at least and thinking you know, yeah just just keeping people up to date with exactly what your policy is on the coronavirus with regards to your business uh restating whatever contract they've signed or whatever terms and conditions they've agreed with um whether then you, your stance has then changed on it obviously you can't be tougher on them um on people but you can soften on them so you know for instance if your contract says that you've got the money no matter what um and actually you've decided that this is pretty awful and they've got you know people have got bigger fish to fry than whether their caricaturist gets paid or whatever um then you can say look i know your contract says this but actually whatever um and also you probably want to check legally where you actually stand with regards to your contract as well um just because just because someone's agreed to some terms and conditions or a contract doesn't actually mean it's legally binding because the terms and conditions could be considered i can't remember what the correct word is but i'm just going to say unfair <laughs> yeah uh i think that's really important and also um <clears throat> excuse me you want to be I mean, we spoke about this a bit more last week as well, so I don't want to kind of uh, go over this too much. But yeah, your contract, my uh, basically everything is going out at the moment because I'm still getting bookings coming in. Not everyone is, I appreciate that. But I had uh, a few people book over the course of this week and we're sending out with every contract a thing that says, by the way, whilst you're signing this contract, um, just so you know, because of the coronavirus that's going around and all of that kind of stuff that's happening, this these are the adjustments and the amendments we're making to the contract while you'll still sign this contract we're being flexible within that um so i think you need to be very clear with everyone who is um either booking you has booked you or is thinking about booking you that <clears throat> exactly where you stand on this yeah absolutely we, and we're sending out with every contract oh just, that was terrifying yeah you just i just went to see uh, check out the live was still going and um, so you just heard yourself again talking from the past that was terrifying so should we move on to um cash flow and uh, because yeah. i think this is our everyone's biggest concern at the moment yeah cash flow is a major thing um because most people i think have a contract which states uh in terms of the payment side of things Small, small percentage deposit, 10%, 20%, 25%, something like that, with the remaining balance due in the month leading up to the wedding at some point. I think that's how most people tend to operate. Um, so there could be you know, a large chunk of that money you're now not going to be getting or not going to be getting 
for six months or a year or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, so the two the two things are you need to either reduce your outgoings or ensure that you still have money coming in. Now, the easier thing to do is to reduce your outgoings. So you, know, you want to be looking across your, not just your business, but that your entire life. You want to make sure that your your business still has enough money to keep itself going. So whether that's in, if you've been overpaying your mortgage, I mean, the government announced yesterday that um, I'm not sure exactly how this has been put into place. But if you are in financial difficulties and you're not, you're going to be struggling to pay your mortgage, then mortgage companies should be offering a three month um, payment holiday um, on on the mortgage thing. So that is you know a massive thing because obviously people are going to be scared about losing your houses um you know there's a lot of pressure on the government for uh for people who are renting uh so hopefully some things are going to come in i mean you'd like to think that if you're renting someone obviously owns that property so you'd like to think there's going to be a knock-on effect for renters um from that point of view fingers crossed that people are going to help each other out um you know my sister runs a business in newbury and her her she saw a landlord yesterday and her landlord said, um, the last thing anyone needs is landlords being dicks about rent, was his exact words, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think her rent's something like three grand a month because you know, she rents a massive barn. Um, so, you know, you'd like to think people are going to be reasonable and, you know, recognize the long, long game. Because, you know, if they kick someone out, then they're not going to be able to get anyone to fill the space in anyway because no one's got any money. So, yeah. No. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, sites like Look After My Bills can help you reduce your utility bills and things like that. And, you know, and these these are all this, this could be potentially 10, 20, 30 pounds a month. But, you know, if you've got nothing coming in, then whatever you can reduce your outgoings, that could be a week's worth of food, you know. So, mm. God, it feels like we're in a zombie apocalypse without the fun zombie bit, you know. It does. It feels it feels really weird. We were talking about this. <clears throat> Me and my uh, girlfriend were chatting about this last night in like it feels so much i think to, to a certain extent it feels worse than it actually is I and mean, i don't want to get into the the kind of the nitty-gritty about how whether coronavirus is as bad as people say it is all these kind of things because obviously it's bad there's, there's no doubt about it and it's spreading fast and all of that kind of stuff but it, it feels like we're in some sort of zombie apocalypse when you start walking around the the supermarket and there's no pasta there's no toilet roll there's no baked beans there's no tinned products at all there's someone gnawing at someone else's leg. Yeah, there's that. There's someone else gnawing at someone else's leg. It's it is utterly ridiculous the things people will do to get food. Um, Insane. So yeah, I mean, you want to be, you really want to be cutting back whatever you can. So yeah. it, it, it's you, you're all grown ups, um, but you know, rather than saying, "Oh, I'm going to treat myself to this." because things are bad or whatever probably want to be thinking right what's the most important thing here yeah because and the thing is you're better off to uh, yeah exactly you're, you're 100 better off to over prepare for this and end up at the point where you have more money than you were expecting because you've saved these 20 30 pounds here there and everywhere and you end up with a little bit more money um mm. the and you still get the occasional inquiry in that still converts and all that kind of stuff still happens on occasion then you get to the point where you go, actually, I've got no money in the bank at, at all. So you're better off to over-prepare. So while we may sound like we're being really serious and it's being it's really bad and it's doom and gloom, the reality is you're better off to kind of be at this end of the spectrum at this point 
because yeah. we don't quite know how long this is going to last for. I posted in the group this morning some positive news stories about the coronavirus and how it is getting better and how you know Wuhan has now closed all of its coronavirus um, clinics and all that kind of stuff because there are no new cases coming in. But still, we don't know how long this is going to stay in Europe and how long this is going to affect us and how long this is going to affect the economy as well. Because you've then got the recovery from this, which is going to take longer as well. So you're better off to kind of be at that point where you're like, actually, I need to save this 20, 30 pounds now uh, than, than to be doing it in a month's time when actually you have no other option. Yeah. And the, the big thing I missed out of the blog and I put a post on our wedding business tips group um, this morning about it. So if you're not a member, head over to it. Um, Facebook and its wedding business tips. Um, this is the absolutely perfect time to be doing your accounts for the 2019-2020 tax year. Obviously, we've got at the time of recording here, we've got 13 days, so two weeks ish left of the current tax year. Um, you know, it's um, actually, well, I don't know when the tax year ends this year. Is it fifth of March, fifth of April? Yeah, anyway, it's all it's very far away. So you know, you know, most of you're going to be able to do 95% of your accounts. Now, hopefully, if you are a sensible business owner, then every time you receive some money, um, you put away 20, 25, 30% of that into a tax account or to a separate account, or maybe you buy um, premium bonds, or maybe you've got an ISA, or, you know, maybe you buy lottery tickets. Like, don't do that. Um, That's not, that is not a good use of the tax money. That is a bad use of tax money. Well, it should really be a good use of tax money. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hope, hopefully you do that. Uh, and the, you know, the general you know, thought is to put away too much, uh, so that, you know, you have some money left in. This is the perfect time to get all your accounts done. So let's say you've put away four grand across the tax year, uh, and then you do your accounts and it's actually only three grand that you need. Then all of a sudden you've got a thousand pound nest egg. Um, and that's actually quite a lot of money at the moment, because if you're not having to pay your mortgage, um and you know because that's often the, one of the biggest expenses that people have um you know that could be that thousand pounds could actually see you through two or three months maybe you know because if you're only having to buy just food and maybe your, your bills as well you know it's you know it's, it's it can be made to go a long way you know yeah so um that that is something i would get on with yesterday particularly if you're worried about how much money you've actually got to get your accounts done um that's a great idea i hadn't considered that um <clears throat> yeah, i'm one of those i'm one of those people genius sorry i'm the first person to think of that so i'm a genius you are a genius yeah and it is something that I, uh, you you should definitely be doing especially if you do your taxes yourself and all that kind of stuff you should definitely be looking at seeing if you can use some of that money because you won't need it uh, for the tax man or if you can utilize it elsewhere, obviously don't spend money that you actually need to give to the tax man because they will come after you with, uh, well, probably with stakes and uh, fire and also just a series of more strongly worded letters. All that they'd probably, yeah, they'd probably do that as well. Um, and then they will come at you with stakes and fire. Yeah. I mean, what, what, um, some people are saying that it's a good idea to ask future weddings for more money you know or to pay them early pay, pay them early whether that's a slice of it just to kind of help your business what, what's your thoughts on that I, I i see where that's coming from and i think that's got its merits but the the big issue for it with me 
is that we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation for. So if you're you know, bringing forward payments from August, for example, or asking for earlier payments that would be in August or would be in um, June or July or something like that, we could still be in this situation in June or July and then you won't have anything and you might still not be getting regular inquiries and regular new bookings coming in. So then you're going to be needing that money that you've already got in June, July, August. So you're essentially, you're, you're, it's going to fix your imminent problem, but it's not going to solve your business longer term. So I would be looking at seeing if there's any other ways you can generate that money now rather than having to go to future bookings and say, can you pay me now? Um, because it's it's going to hurt you in the long run, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a short-term fix. And to be honest, I would be surprised if many people want to be doing that. You know, because um, it's, you know, as in terms of the, the customers receiving those invoices, and be like, well, mm. I don't actually know what's going to happen. So yeah, because so, just because they're employed doesn't mean that they have got safe jobs, and they've got safe income coming in at all. That's absolutely not what that means. So you know, they they could be in just a bad. I mean, if they work in the travel industry, for example, they're in as bad a situation as we are, if not possibly worse, because they won't have had any preparation for this at all. Whereas as self-employed people, we should have some savings left backed up or something like that should be around for us to, to deal with these situations should they occur um mm. whereas like people who are employed by travel agencies and you know, um air crew and all of those kind of people might not have that nest egg there um to, to kind of help them through a little bit yeah i mean it's you you don't know how people have set out their budget so maybe that mummy and daddy are paying for the whole thing or whatever or it may be that they they put away x percentage of their income to pay for their wedding each month mm. uh, and you know maybe they're not getting that so i'd be surprised if many people will want to do that for you not because they don't want to but because they actually can't um and it is a short-term solution um yeah brings us on to how do you get income well i think that you said just a minute ago that you need to you're still getting bookings right you're yep. still marketing yeah. Just as much as you were, right? I'm marketing more than I was. See, this this is the thing. I mean, on the blog it says don't stop marketing. And what you've said, I think, was that until you see a downturn in your stats, you're not gonna stop marketing. Exactly that, yeah. Until I see in my statistics that I've seen a dramatic decrease beyond what I would normally within what I would put in within reasonable bounds of normality. I'm going to keep on marketing and the thing is i'm i'm putting more money into my marketing at the moment because i'm seeing everyone else is switching off their ads because everyone is saying they're turning off their adverts and their advertising which means to me is that there's a bigger market for me to capture so and and people are still making inquiries with me and people are still booking me which means that i am still going to be marketing right up until the moment that people stop booking me so yeah. don't turn off your marketing just because you get scared it is a knee-jerk reaction is to go, well, I can't afford to spend £300 a month on advertising or £400 a month on advertising or whatever it is that you spend. Uh, <coughs> could be more than that, could be less than that. Fair enough. Uh, I've got it, I've got it. Uh, no. Um, so you don't, it's instant because you go, that's quite a lot of money. 
that's probably one of after you know your personal expenses like your mortgage or your rent or something it's probably one of your biggest expenses you have every month will be how much you spend on advertising so it's easy to go well if i turn that off i'll have an extra 300 pounds a month 400 pounds a month whatever it is but in reality you're turning off your income stream at that point so until you start to see less inquiries coming in and less bookings coming in ultimately less bookings coming in you should keep your advertising running and if anything boost it up a little bit unless you're a magician of course in which case switch them off um no don't don't do that don't switch off your advertising keep it running keep people inquiring because it is going to be the way you're going to get through this yeah because one of the actually <coughs> i'm going to be going over a point that we're not on to yet um but it seems like the right time to say it, so I'm going to say it anyway. Go on. Yeah. In, in the most part, all of the all of the weddings are still going to be happening, and you know, all, all the wedding people getting married next year. I mean, you'd like to think that this is going to be resolved by next year. So, you know, people are still looking to do their wedding stuff for next year. So, absolutely, you know, it's it makes sense to carry on doing it unless you know if, if you're li living wedding to wedding and you just don't have the money then well you know there's there's fairly big problems in your business number one because that's not a, a, a strong operating model um and you perhaps need to have a kind of business conversation with us have a free free 15 minute call and just find out where you're at with stuff but yeah in, unless you're like that then yeah keep keep it keep the tap running you know um i read i was reading something yesterday from our one of our favorite digital marketer people, Jack. Um, oh, yeah. Reading, not listening. Um, Good. Yeah. When, God, Jesus Christ. Ray Romano. Um, <laughs> sorry, in, in joke. <laughs> um, yeah, basically it said that it was comparing, it was all about uh, pay-per-click advertising, and it was comparing the pay-per-click advertising compared to organic, um, you know, organic or being organically found. And how it described it was literally that uh, organic um, organic traffic was like rain. You know, it, you can't really predict when it's going to come or how much of it's going to be, but it can be absolute floods worth of stuff. Whereas pay-per-click advertising is a tap that you can turn on and turn off and predict you can scale up, you can scale down, and you, kn you know exactly what's, what it's going to be. Um, mm which is why I always find it strange that people don't advertise at all or don't want to put any money into advertising because once you've learned how to do it and you've got it right, it's just a tap. You go, oh, I'd like some work, please. Yeah, have enough absolutely. And turn it off again. For anyone listening to this as a podcast, I made a, a turning tap on action with my hand and then turning off again. That's what the brief pause was. Um, it was very effective as a mime. I really enjoyed it. So thank you for doing that. Uh, yeah, and I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it, is that your marketing is going to continue people are going to continue planning their weddings uh, and the thing is i was talking to my so i was back at home this weekend just gone so i was with my parents i saw my my dad and we were chatting about it and he was like the first things that will cancel is uh corporate events because they have a risk factor they've got to take into consideration and they they can absorb the costs of of cancelling an event and rearranging an event a lot better than a wedding can weddings won't cancel on the whole they won't cancel. It won't be them that cancel the wedding because most of them can't afford to. Most of them don't want to because they've obviously been thinking about this day for two years, three years, however long it is. 
they won't be the ones to cancel the wedding. It will be the venues will be the people that have to cancel the weddings because they won't be prepared to put their staff out. All of the suppliers will still want to be there because, of course, we have uh, we're part of the gig economy, as they're calling it these days, where you know we kind of work gig to gig and that's how we make our living. So we can't afford not to be there, really, because that's just the nature of our businesses. So the, the suppliers will want to be there. The guests will want to be there. The bride and groom will want to be there. The people that will cancel will be the venues and they won't want to do that because of their insurance, because if they cancel, then they're going to have to shell out and they won't want to do that unless they absolutely have to. And it will only be at government enforced lockdown that they will do that. So weddings will continue to go ahead as far as I can see it anyway. Um, so or oh, the majority of them will anyway. Yeah. Until they get told that they literally cannot do it by the government, exactly, it's it's they they are going to carry on for the most part, I think. Um, so yeah, I mean that moves us on kind of fairly nicely to the point that you really need to be keeping yourself up to date with the the actual genuine information that defines the the circumstances at the moment, and the best way to do that is from the gov.uk site. Yeah, um, which all the information I think gov.uk forward slash coronavirus has all of the most uh, up to date information direct from the source. I mean, I'm astounded by the amount of misinformation on Facebook. People saying, Oh, yeah, you just, you know, if you just want to get rid of the coronavirus, you just have to gargle vinegar. It's like, I think they would have thought of that. <laughs> they, they've tried that. Yeah. They've tried <clears throat> that. It's not quite as simple, it's not just a cold. Um, you know, it's so you know, some people are saying, Oh, I'm still going to go out, and it's just ludicrous. Um, mm. The advice has been put in there because of a, a model that's been, I think Imperial College have been doing the, uh, yeah. the, the model on it, they've created a model of circumstances, um, and based upon different um factors they've gone right this is the best thing to do everyone needs to do this all of the rules apply to everyone right no no one's special no one's different if they've said to do something then do it because that's how it works when in france in the last couple of days um macron came out and had to say right no one's allowed to leave their houses unless they've got a form stating why they have to leave the house and that's not and the only reason they're having to do that is because people were told, oh, you need to stay at home and you need to kind of self-isolate. Everyone needs to. And people were still going out and, you know, children were still playing with each other's in parks and stuff. So people just weren't following the advice so they then had to make it even more extreme. So listen to the advice or it is going to get made more extreme. Is the, it seems to be what's, what's happening. Yeah. Um, so don't follow the advice on Facebook. Don't follow the advice on Instagram. Don't think that your aunt Karen knows more than whatever get your information from the government website because that is direct from the source yeah that's absolutely where you need to be getting it from and also when it comes to you may have seen yesterday that um I always forget his name but the the chancellor came out with his um yeah. Jeff yeah that's the one Jeff <laughs> <laughs> he came out with um his uh, plan for 
for this, he's going to release 330 billion, I think it was, pounds worth of um, funding and that kind of thing. And then from what I understand, I mean, I, I don't follow anyone on Facebook at all. I cannot see anyone's Facebook posts or statuses at all. But from what I understand, there was instantly a lot of misinformation being spread about this, about who can get it, how you can get it, uh, who it applies to. The best thing you can do is uh, talk to an accountant about it. If you think your business might be applicable for these things, don't listen to Auntie Karen on Facebook who says, oh, did you see this? I think it applies to you because it might not. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would be doing is absolutely talking to the government and talking to professionals who know what they're talking about rather than Auntie Karen or Joyce from down the road. Interesting name. Thank Joyce. you. Is anyone called Joyce anymore? Anyway. Well, that's exactly it because they're so you see because they're old and they're spreading misinformation. Okay. Uh Ricky Lock is watching. He says good morning. As are a, a bunch of other people as well. So hello to, to each and every Ah, say hello to all of them as well. Hello, all of you people. Um, so that's wonderful of you. Uh now here's here's the probably the biggest thing that I think um needs to come out of this situation, and that's making the best of it. Um, you know, you're gonna you are potentially going to have hours and hours and hours and hours of time when you can you're not allowed to leave the house or whatever that is something which could well happen so you need to be thinking about what's best for your business so are you going to binge netflix or are you going to invest time in making your business as strong and future-proofed as it possibly can be you know it's like, like we said right at the start of this, it's your response to the situation which is going to determine, you know, how well you do out of all of this. Um, so, you know, we've we are doing our absolute best to try and make this as easy as possible for people. So, what we've done is uh, a bunch of things. First of all, we have created a whole bunch of free business resources for you to. Uh, to download and uh, you know, use as you as you want. So we have a weekly planner, we've got a daily planner, we've got a thing for auditing your own inquiry process, we've got something for auditing your own website, we have um, an HMRC compliant invoice template, so you make sure your invoice is all kind of uh, legally binding. Uh, we've got a full Google Sheet slash Excel uh, accountancy ledger for you to do your accounts when we said how important that was um, earlier. And um, we've got a wedding sales pitch checklist and we've got something which I've come up with called a couple's um, booking journey. And it's like an eight, we kind of broke down a inquire or a couple's booking journey with you into an eight stage process. Um, and I basically, from as far as I can tell, and Jack hasn't argued with me on this, if you've got all eight of these steps nailed down then there's absolutely no reason why your business shouldn't flourish um so it's a, a thing to help you understand that kind of booking journey and how to make sure that you're making it as smooth as possible uh, for your uh, and you said they were free Oh, something's happened to your audio, Chris. You've gone a little bit quiet uh, while you try and sort that out. Ricky says he's downloaded documents last night. He said they were really good, so that's fantastic to hear. Good morning to Denise. Nice to see you. Uh, if you've got any questions about anything at all, not just coronavirus, then uh, and how your businesses might 
get through this, then uh, feel free to ask us. Uh, Danny, nice to see you as well. Um, if you do want to get hold of these documents that we're talking about here, they're completely free. You can access them on the Wedding Business Coaches website. Um, if you head over to the blog, yeah, you can hear you now. So I got I got a phone uh, call. Um, uh, yeah, if you go to if you go to the wedding business coaches page, you go to the um, the blog. There is a link directly. Yep, uh, for anyone who wants to download those documents, they are completely free. They are no, they are on the weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk uh, website. Danny, if you head over there and you follow the link to the coronavirus uh, blog post, you will find all of the information that we're talking about here in there. Uh, we are also doing something which we are, I don't really know. Uh, I think is something that most people will get a lot from. We are doing a pay what you want for our eight week course. Our eight week course is one of our most popular products. It's uh, retails at 247 pounds. Uh, however, we are currently realizing that obviously you're going to have a lot of time your, on your hands. and It's a great chance to grow your business so you can get those free resources and also you can pay whatever you can afford for the eight week course, because obviously we are losing work and we are losing business at the moment. And uh, you might not be generating the amount of income you usually do. So we are offering this for whatever you can pay for it. And you will get hold of everything from our eight week course. It'll come through in one email so you can go through it as fast or as slowly as you like. If you are put into isolation or we are put into lockdown for however long you are able to use that time effectively to sort of build up a successful wedding business using the eight week course. You can again, find that link on the coronavirus um, blog post. Yeah, uh, that eight week course is, is it over 10 hours of content. Easily, yeah. I don't know what the exact number is. Yeah, over 10 hours of content. It's all it's split into eight different units. So it talks about Eight different units you've got preparation work your ideal client uh, packaging and pricing branding and marketing uh, uh, your website social media uh, selling and closing and um, customer experience so you know each has so much information in there like jack so it's one of our most popular ever products it's it's just as suitable for seasoned pros as it is for beginners there's a lot of stuff in there which seasoned pros would have just missed because they you know they got into business so quickly they wouldn't have done some of the early stuff um everyone who's gone through it has raved about it and got a lot of stuff out of it so that is yeah like i said that is available at a pay what you want for it um and you can choose to take the piss as much as you want in terms of how much you pay us or you can be as generous as you like but the important thing is that you get the content you put the work in and you make the most of that time yeah, absolutely. And then we also have the ability, we will still be running because, of course, they are completely online. So they are contact free. Our coaching calls, uh, we have complimentary 15 minute coaching calls with us. You can book in uh, to just discuss pretty much anything you like. We ran our first ones last week as uh, obviously we announced them and I went away on holiday and then I extended that holiday. Um, so that meant that we weren't able to do any of the coaching calls during those last two weeks. But last week we did our first bunch of them. I think they went really well. People really enjoyed them, got a lot from them. And there is no hard sell in there's no sell at all. In fact, in the coaching call itself, it is 15 minutes purely to talk to you and whatever you want to discuss in your business and how we can help 
uh, kind of grow that, that's completely complimentary. You can head over to uh, weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk to book that in. You can also find it on the coronavirus uh, blog post as well. That's all accurate information. Thank um, you. Yeah, very short one. Keep yourself healthy. So follow the, again, follow the government advice, wash your hands. Um, don't let people spit in your mouth. Um, A what? You know, no one told me and, this. Well, no wonder you've got no, no wonder you've got the coronavirus. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, your that wedding. I'm going to be terrified when you keep coughing. I asked them. I asked them explicitly. I did tell them. They were like, "No, we still want you to come." So I was like, "Well, that's fine." Well, they're going to regret that. Well, um, moving on to the next bit of advice, which again, I'm pretty certain <laughs> I was the first person this because i'm absolutely awesome so yeah and this are you gonna tell us what it is no okay too good no this is actually um came out of a blog post i wrote about two weeks ago and it just applies even further even more so than it does um it did then this is the idea about making yourself yourself completely indispensable to your to your current bookings so like I said a minute ago, like all the weddings are still going to go ahead, with the exception of maybe a couple of people who end up getting divorced because you know they couldn't stand isolation together. Um, but yeah, it, it, in like ninety nine percent of the weddings, they're probably still going to go ahead at some point, whether that is when they're currently booked for in six months or in a year or whatever. The weddings are still going to go ahead. However, there is a fairly high chance that you know the priorities are going to change or the budget's going to change or you know something is going to change in the situation so when it comes to making the wedding happen again or sorting everything out again you need to make sure that you are one of the first things that goes back on their list of okay what things are we still going to include because you know if you were one of the last things that they booked you know, you need to absolutely make sure that you're doing this sort of stuff. So you need to be keeping in contact with them, as we already said. But you also want to be being as absolutely helpful as possible. You need to be reiterating to people just how great you are, just how much value you're going to add to the day. Um, you know, if for those of you who have upsells, maybe even saying to people, look, I want to make this as easy as possible for you. So, you know, when the wedding does come around, I'd like to throw in this upsell at no extra cost you need to be making sure that you are an integral part of people's weddings um by doing all of the things that i just said so that when so that yes you're not getting the money now but you're definitely still going to be getting the money at some point later on because you know the you know what why wouldn't you want that so that is you need to keep selling yourself to these couples yeah, definitely. And that's going to be the difference between someone who makes it through this and someone who doesn't, I think, is um, being able to continue to make yourself indispensable to those couples who are thinking about changing, moving, adjusting, making doing whatever it is they might end up doing. And if you can make yourself indispensable to them, then that's going to uh, keep you going through this tough time for sure. Yeah. Um, and the final point that I put on the blog <clears throat> is 
having a plan for what's actually going to happen. Now, now I'm I'm fairly certain there's going to be some sort of lockdown period now, as I think most other people are as well, given you know all of the everything that's been happening. So what's going to happen? People are going to be stuck at home. People are going to be probably on their phones even more than ever. Uh, you know, and the people who are getting married, chances are they're probably going to be wedding planning because you know they're, they're going to be doing work, obviously, but they're stuck sat there. They're going to be wanting to, you know, what's exciting for them, planning their wedding. That's what they're going to be wanting to spend their time doing. Now, it may be that they're not ready to make any bookings yet. It may be that they're just going to be in the research stage. So I genuinely think this is an incredible opportunity for growing your business to you know celebrity style level you have time you have an audience you know you could create yourself a brand new youtube channel from scratch and put out a new video every single day that's helpful you know where, what you know, i've said in the blog if your hair and makeup do a daily video on different makeup styles for weddings different things like it may be that people then go, well, actually, now I can see how to do that. I don't need a makeup artist, in which case they were never your client anyway. But, you know, you've helped someone, which is always a nice feeling. Or it may be that people go, oh, my God, that is exactly the look I want. That is the person I need to do my makeup. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything other than your time, which you are not short on now. So keep putting those sort of videos up. If you're an entertainer, showcase your talents. If you're a cake maker, take people behind the scenes. You know, if you're... If you're um, a venue, then do set up the venue in as best you can and do a guided tour. You know, you could you could take people on live guided tours. This, you can either make excuses or you can make yourself better. You know, there's there's no excuse, you know, for, for what's going on, for, for, for not reacting better to the situation. So I think now is the time to triple down on video content doesn't have to be good quality you know like professional standard it's about the content of it i mean look at that you know, i'm holding a phone laying in bed because i can't walk properly you know that's the situation i find myself in but you know again like i said this, in the last episode it's about the content that's what people want to see and that's what people want to hear yeah uh denise is asking what you could do as a stationary uh person i think uh, again a behind the scenes thing would work really well showing the work that goes into making some of those pieces of stationery, I think would be quite interesting for, for people to see. So then they can really see what, what you're bringing to that stationery rather than just going, oh, she did some stamping and cutting out. Go on then. I, I, what I would do is mm. I would look back and decide upon your 10 uh, best products, most popular products, um, and teach people how to make them um, because they will then, if, if they if they are your, are your client, then they will see the love, care, and attention that goes into that and go, that's who I want to um, do it. If they're absolutely not your client, they'll go, cool, I'll make that myself, and they'll, you know, they'll make them themselves. And then there's going to be this kind of middle ground where people go, I think I can make that myself. And then they'll try and make it themselves and it will turn out crap because they don't have the skill set that you have. Mm. You'll probably make it easy. Um, and then they'll think it's easy and then they'll go, oh, I'll make it myself. And then they'll go, actually, it was not actually that easy to do at all. 
I'll get in contact with Denise and make a booking. Yeah, that's that's what I would do as as a as a as a stationer. There you go. So there's a couple of ideas for you, Denise. Hopefully that helps. Um, but yeah, I think that the the key thing here is to look at the look at what you can do in the situation, how you can use this to your advantage. Because of course, as Chris has said, people are going to be using this time if we end up in lockdown or we end, or people get you know. Uh, put into isolation, they're going to use the time effectively to do something nice. That's what people are going to want to do. They're not going to want to sit there, you know, doing binging Netflix for 14 days. You might do it for the first couple of days, but you'll get very bored very quickly. Uh, so use this time effectively to generate an audience, to get people interested in what you do. They probably might not, you know, if they are in isolation and they're not getting paid what they normally get paid or whatever it is, then they're probably not looking at booking at the moment. But if you can get those people engaged and get to the point where they go, as soon as I can afford it, I need to have Denise make my wedding stationery or, you know, whoever it is, whatever it is that you do need, you know, I need a thousand words to do my photography. I know Tom's watching. So hi, Tom. Um, so that's the kind of point you want to get people to so that while they may not be in a position to book for the next couple of weeks or a couple of months, depending on how long this goes on for, as soon as they are able to, they want to book you because you're the person who got them interested and showed them these things that they wouldn't have seen from anyone else. Yeah, I mean, from, from a from a photography perspective, I would perhaps take, because I think that the one thing that people don't really understand unless they are part of the industry is how much work goes into um, photography post the wedding so i would take people into a behind the scenes of the edit suite say look these are the five thousand images we captured on the day we now this is and do a walking people through what taking five thousand photos and making them into 500 edited photos is or whatever the you know whatever it ends up being or taking through people the designing of an album whatever mm -hmm. it, they if people aren't interested, they won't watch it. But the people who are interested, they're going to be blown away. And it's such an easy way of demonstrating your value because you know, the people who think that photographers just just take photos for 10 hours and that's it, and they get their 1,500, 2,000, 2,500, 5,000 pounds, whatever it is. But the people who think, oh, my God, they get that for a day's work, you know, it will show them it's not quite like that. And it will also show to people that the people who are only charging 250 quid for a full wedding, you know, how nonsensical that figure is. You know, it's, you know, and like I said, it's work you're probably going to be doing anyway. It's free. Um, and it's a great use of your time. So mm -hmm. get, it, get it out there. No excuses. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's that's what we would be doing um, in these situations. It may be something that I start employing as well. Obviously, not the uh, taking the behind the scenes of a post production edit suite because I don't do photography. But I, I mean, I'll be implementing some things for my how you show how I do what. Sorry, manicure your nails. How I manicure my nails. Yes, uh, so I'll get that sorted. But yeah, it's something that I'll be doing. So I'll be looking at how I can grow my audience and get people interested in what I do. Even if they're not in a position to book at the moment, they will be ready to book. And when they are in a position to book, they will come to me because that's what this this time could be all about. 
and that could really help if you can get through this period you will probably if you know what happens happens if what we're talking about here is what actually ends up happening then you'll be ready for a boom that's going to happen in three four months time because that's what people are going to be really ready and raring to go to get stuff sorted to get stuff done so if you can prepare your business for a boom in a couple of months time it could really benefit you I have a question. Go for it. Just just occurred to me. Right. Would you say that there is probably going to be loads more weddings in 2021 now? And following uh, on from the question, mm. if there is going to be loads more weddings in 2021, is now the perfect time to put your prices up? because the supply and demand is going to, well, the demand is going to, so the price should go, for those not watching and listening to this podcast, I am raising my hand in an upwards trajectory to suggest things going upwards. So I don't know. I don't, uh, only if weddings get, only if there's a government lockdown. Because so if there's a government lockdown, it's time to put your prices up. Probably, yes. If you want to, yeah. Why not? So I think that's probably the case because the weddings that are booked. Did I too up into that statement? Just take just take it. And Jack Brister says put your prices up if there's a government lockdown. Um but the thing like the weddings will still the majority of weddings will still go ahead this year until they're legally not allowed to. So, yeah, and I don't think there'll be more weddings planned until for next year until there's a lockdown. So I don't think there will be a massive, there might be a bigger increase in 2022, maybe, but that's pure speculation. So interesting. Um, have we got any questions on the on the group? I'm not actually on there at the moment. Uh, no, there's no real questions. People saying we're amazing at what we do and we have brilliant ideas. I say we. It was your idea of going behind the scenes of a wedding of a photographer. So that's brilliant from you. Uh, so yeah, uh, people are just saying we're good, really. Yeah, but I think that kind of brings us to the end of this. We've been on for the last sort of fifty minutes or so. If you do have any final questions, drop them in the comments section below. If you have any questions uh, or you want any clarification on any of this, then, then do get in touch. You can find out more about our thoughts on coronavirus by heading to weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk and you will see a link to the coronavirus blog. If you are watching this live, there is a link in the comments. I put that in there about 15 minutes ago, something like that, I think. Um, if you're so, listening to this as a podcast in the there's a link to the blog. There's a link to the free stuff and all that good stuff in the show notes. So I can uh, head over there. You can do that. Uh, Denise, I think you're bang on. Denise, well, I think it's either going to go one or two ways. Denise says she reckons there'll be a baby baby boom in 10 to 12 months time. 
Um, I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either that will happen or everyone will get so annoyed by being around their partner 24-7 for 14 days that there will be no babies in 10 to 12 months' time. Yeah, so I'm going to be a, a baby boom in 10 to 12 months' time or there's going to be a divorce boom in about two months' time. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly that. So, And you know what this means? Sorry? More wedding. Woo! Don't quote well, then I suppose that if if we're on go if we're on lockdown, then there are going to be less dates, which means that less people are going to meet each other. Which means in about five, six, seven years' time, there could be a massive drop in weddings. Yeah, probably not. Great. But <laughs> something to think about, I suppose. Um, depending on how long, well, long this goes on for. If if um if there is a massive drop in in weddings in six or seven years time you can do the gary v thing of doing the side by side video thing of saying hey i called this i called the yeah oh, we should we should we should do this every week we should come up with some stuff to set some like predictions and then we'll see if we're ever right that that that's your prediction for for what 2020 what, what i gonna i nail you down for a year Oh, no, you can't do that. No, no, I'm just... Okay, fine. I'm going to say in 2028. Okay. Well, because... No, I'm just thinking. So people, if people went out with each other for five to six years, then proposed, then you got another two years before the wedding would be. Sooner than that. Sorry? I think people sooner than five to six years okay well i think it's more like two to three okay so so you're thinking it's going to happen in 2025 i'd go 2025 if i was making this prediction i'm um, going 20 okay fine i'll go 27 27 is what i'm going for so jack brister is publicly saying that it's going to be a, a drop in weddings in 2027 <laughs> uh yeah uh, that's that's what i'm saying there you go. It's, That's it's, what a way to end the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for yeah, for all of the information about wedding business coaches, head to weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk. Find all the information we've been talking about from there. Um, we will be back. Actually, Jack, let's let's just hold you to account here. Do you have a gig next Thursday? Let's have a look. Uh, I currently have no gigs next Thursday. So, will you actually be able to go live at the time that you said you, that we like promised that people were going to go live? That's the plan. I'm also not on holiday, so. See, I I love each and every one of you. I would never, ever, ever let you down in the way that Jack does. <laughs> um. So, you know, we all know who everyone's favourite is on the podcast. Yeah, me. Um, which is why we have to work around my schedule. Don't make me do another poll. <laughs> like I won the last one on the Yes Do I Do podcast. Yeah, even though you voted for your poll, <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, we'll we will be back next week on Thursday at six o'clock in the evening, live on the Facebook group, and then it will be going live into uh, the streaming apps relatively soon afterwards. So you'll be able to catch up with us there. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. If you want to find out more, head over to www.weddingbusinesscoaches.co.uk. Anything else to add? Um, 
that you use a sippy cup. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Bye.